The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I'm yours, Raider Greg, and yes, it is time for the suicide hotline. However, before we get to that point of the show, um, I'm just going to go over a few things in this game that just freaking flipped me out. We're not doing a pregame for the freaking Seacocks. Because I just don't see a need for it at one and four. Quite honest. So we're just going to talk about the team, what's going on, what's not going on uh, every week until this thing is over. The nightmare has finished because truly for us here uh, in Northern California, Oakland Bay Area, it is uh, grueling to say the very least. Um So let's get to the show. (laughs) Can't wait to hear from you folks on the bone line. And after that, we'll just wrap it up with whatever else I got hanging on this paper here. Um, Welcome to show 514. Well, here we go. There's no... (laughs) Parts of the show other than my rant and the bone line, which would be your rant. So let's get to it, shall we? This game against the chargeless, nutless, boltless Chargers, which looked like they were Super Bowl bound, playing one of the most boring teams I have ever watched, my Oakland Raiders. I mean, ever, other than the Art Shell era. That is about it. I cannot tell you how uninspiring and unentertaining it is, but you know this because you're watching the same thing. This game against the Chargers was the nail in the friggin' coffin game. Uh, yeah, Lo- Joe O'Neill on 95-7 the game. I had to steal that from them. Because it's exactly what it is. It's the last thing before the locker room implodes, the players stop playing, and we have all kinds of other issues that are not really football related. I looked at this, and you know what I I wrote down on one of my notes last night? I was like, what should I call this game? The nail in the coffin game, and now you have an untamed beast. How did this thing happen? You had the best player on the team. That's not there any longer. You had a head coach that took away from the whole team and tried to get them to believe that this guy didn't want to be here. The guys know that he wanted to be here. The guys know that he just wanted to get paid his money. So now you want them to believe that. Guys don't believe that. They're in that locker room and they say, Mac don't want to be here. The coach is saying that. They're saying that's what he's saying in public, but behind closed doors, players are like, man, that's horrible. Then you have a GM that's now is, is is lame duck that doesn't necessarily have the voice anymore. So what happens now? Gruden brings in his people. The guys that the GM brought in, all of his guys are his all of his guys are leaving the building. And the best player, by the way, that he felt he got is gone too. So what does he feel like? What does the players feel like? You're starting, you seeing where I'm going here. There's a trend of things that are starting to happen or occur. Brett Musburger sounded overjoyed 
when the interception of Carr's interception happened at the last part of the game, yeah, what a great choice for an announcer. What a buffoon. In the third quarter, when it was 20-3, first and goal, Carr throws an interception on a play that is really supposed to go to Lynch, but he called a change when he saw the defense. Okay, so this has happened three games now. It happened this last game against the Chargeless. It happened against the Denver Bronco Hose, too. Same thing. Pass, interception in the end zone. And it also happened Miami. Same thing. Why do we have Marshawn Lynch on the team is my freaking question today. Why did Marshawn Lynch, when they talk about what was the biggest thing that everyone talks about in Seattle, what led to Pete Curl demise? Not giving him the ball on the goal line in the Super Bowl. Now you have the same type of situation with Beast Mode. The reason why he was there, the reason why he wants to play, and this is the moment that Beast Mode supposed to have the ball no matter what. I understand the play. I get it. But why? For what? Yeah, you could have scored, but why take chances? Go with the for sure thing. Pete Carroll did that and had that work out. Look at the beast mode. I think now you have the nail in the coffin, and now you have an untamed beast because beast mode, in my opinion, he's like, this coach, he just quit on me too. He just took away an opportunity. So this is going to get we, bad, you think? I, I really do. I'm glad you said that because the word that's I wrote down was, uh, was quitting time because I think that's what you see from this team is they're ready to shut it down in part because process. of what happened at the one-yard line again. So if you're the offensive lineman, if you're Marshawn Lynch, this is your time to shine and you don't get the ball and your quarterback throws another interception. And by the way, he leads the league with eight picks thrown. Is that where he's at? He's got eight, coach. He, he leads the league. And so. It just turned October. You know, why do we have him? And here's another thing. During Gruden's press conference, I hope Brandon gets to play this, but if he doesn't, you should listen to it because his Monday morning press conference, not only was it depressing and uninspiring, it was the same old bunch of horse shit that we hear from him every week. Have you been part of a team that's rotated cornerbacks as much as you guys have this year? No, no, I haven't. I haven't been on a team that rotates corners like this uh, or uh, defensive linemen or kickers or, <laughs> or offensive tackles uh, five games into the season. It's, um, it's been tough, but uh, it's a credit to our coaches. You know, our guys have been ready to play, um, and they'll continue to be ready to play. And, and for that, I'm excited. When you look back at, uh, at how you guys um, defended screen passes, was there something that common um, that allowed those? I just, you know, we're not playing them well. We're not playing them well enough. We have to uh, contain the screens. We have to make tackles. Read out of the stack with our defensive linemen. All three levels, we got to play the screens better. Screens to the back, screens to the tight ends, quick screens to the receivers. It uh, wasn't good enough yesterday. At the end of the half, when you guys spiked the ball with 11 seconds left for the field goal, are, are, would you rather run the clock further down? Because obviously you, have, you gave them time or run a play? Well, yeah, obviously we uh, we could have run it down a little bit uh, later. Um, I was contemplating maybe going for it there on fourth down, um, honestly. But with no timeouts, I made the decision to kick a long-range field goal. We, we weren't counting on a roughing the passer penalty in that situation. Uh, but um, had I known we were going to for sure uh, kick the field goal, I was wrestling with going for it on fourth down and 
without a timeout, I changed my mind, but probably could have managed that a little bit better. I think there's a lot of a lot of good things, honestly, that happened yesterday. I mean, the scoreboard was lousy. Uh, we, we gave up some big plays, which was not good. Terrible interception in the red zone. You know, there's there's some negative hating with me and Raider Nation. But Brandon Parker did some good things. That was his first start in history. Uh, I'm proud of what he did. P.J. Hall made a couple plays. He's a rookie. You know, we played eight rookies yesterday at key positions, and I'm proud of what they did. Uh, Derek Carr had a couple bad plays that are you – know, that are, that are bad that he needs to correct and he will correct but there were some good things and uh, I'm going to continue to emphasize the good and um, do everything I can to fix the things that are bad Derek uh, I think it's five interceptions now on first down this year first down a spot where you need to be more careful because obviously you know through any completion you still have still have a chance as opposed to maybe late, later in the downs where interceptions are bad on any down you know, first down, second down, third down. He's too good a player to throw any, and I believe that. I think we can correct these interceptions, and we're going to correct these interceptions. I think he's aggressive, coaching him to be aggressive. We feel like we've got some good shot plays. We've got some good receivers. Um, but I think we can tone down some of that aggress- uh, aggressiveness. Uh, but we got to eliminate the turnovers. We have to win the turnover battle to be a great football team. And right now we're, we're, we're turning the ball over too many times and we're not getting the ball back. You have put such a our focus on that. It's been a point of emphasis all off season and, and into the regular season. Uh, what have you made of just the, the lack of takeaways thus far defensively? Just, just start there. Well, it starts with pressure on a quarterback. You know, we got to get more pressure on a quarterback. We got to force them to make some bad decisions. You know, we got to make that guy unload it when he doesn't want to. We got to disrupt the timing. We got to knock him off the spot. We have to do better. And uh, when somebody catches it, we got to get three or four guys to the ball. And we got to unload on the ball carrier. We got to rip it out, break it out. We got to do whatever it takes to get the ball back. And that's what every team in the league is saying. And talk is cheap. We just got to keep working, keep emphasizing, and keep getting better. Every week, we're going to get better. We're working harder. Well, I don't see that as a fan. Do you guys see that shit? I don't see it. I don't see that John Gruden is the master of offensive planning. We look like we're a high school team. We look worse. We look like a team that's uninspired and unorganized, and the plays are so lame. They're so lame. I just got to ask you this question, a question I thought I never, ever would ask you here. Are the Raiders worse off with John Gruden? as opposed to Jack Del Rio. I mean, we look at the way they're playing and the coaching and everything going on with the Oakland Raiders. Are they worse in 2018 than they were in 2017? Yeah, no, I mean, you're asking me who's a better coach. You know, I, I, I'm really disappointed in the entirety of the coaching staff because John John has been preparing to come back and coach for years. And his, his oldest son, Deuce, who's standing right next to him on the sideline, the strength coach, uh, he admitted in a podcast a few years ago, and I didn't even know this, but I had, I had heard, you know, when when Deuce graduated high school, John was going to come back and coach. And Deuce admitted that was the case. And then actually there was a time there where the 49ers were talking to John Gruden about coming back to coach. So he just, the, the bottom line is he's been thinking about this for a long, long time. And whenever he decided to do it, he had to be ready. So he's been out there 
working on Monday Night Football. He has the access to all these you know, facilities and coaching staffs and the best video. He was taking home all the Monday Night Video, which is even better than the, you know, the All-22. He's getting stuff nobody else is getting. And, I you know, he would have the ability to pick the very best coaching staff he could have. And he, because he's, he's so locked in and he studies so hard, that he would pick state-of-the-art coaches. Paul Gunther is not showing me a lot here. Rich Basaccia, who we know has been in Dallas for years, these are quality coaches, but I'm not seeing players get better, and I'm not I'm not fully understanding what they're trying to do scheme wise. Yeah, and it's you know in 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 uh, trying to defend John and Paul Gunther and Rich Basaccia, the special teams coordinator. You know, Jack Del Rio was building this this roster that he wanted in combination with Reggie. So he was here, he had a little bit of success, and he had time to bring in his kind of players. I, I don't, you know, I, when they interviewed John, they didn't interview him. They just, you know, can you, when are you going to come here? What was his thought, that he was going to detonate and run a cannonball through the locker room and blow it all up and get rid of all these guys? He didn't like any of them because he's gone to such a heavy veteran presence. And the guys they brought in, Rashawn Melvin, is not playing as well this year as he played with the Colts last year. That's not even close. Right. Marquise Gilchrist, the, the touchdown yesterday, yesterday, he's not playing well. Uh, Gary Conley's not getting better. I oh, go right man. down the roster. Doug where I, I don't think that these veteran guys to hear Whitehead, Derek Johnson can't get on the field. You just so I you know I think it's a little bit where we're going to cut him slack because they're they're in the process of detonating the locker room and rebuilding it up. But I kind of thought when John came here and he wouldn't talk about Vegas at all that he thought he could win in Oakland. And it just is not going to happen. Obviously, the Cleo Mack domino has set off a tr- series of events. But beyond that, to answer your question, uh, I thought I thought the Raiders were a poorly coached team last year, and we were told that by New England staff in Mexico City. Yep. And there were just countless times where they were outcoached. There was no doubt. But uh, so many times you're just seeing – individual development, a lack of creativity with play design and concepts, just with the the route combination. It looks a lot like Todd Downing, where five guys are running five separate routes, and if they don't win, then the quarterback has nowhere to go to. There's no combination, layers, levels. Some of it is there, but not as much. You know, John was always so far ahead of everybody. And then even, you know, detailed things, situational football, you spike the ball, and on third down to bring it up to fourth down with 11 seconds to go when you have to pick up extra yardage to attempt a field goal. How do you explain that? And then even the touchdown you scored yesterday on Jordy Nelson, it was a fire drill. I think even Greg Gumbel said that. It's a fire drill. You had two players moving simultaneously. They did not get set. So, I, you know, answer your question. Uh, I didn't think a whole lot of Jack Del Rio, honestly. Right. I don't think he'll coach in this league again, maybe at USC. Maybe he'll have to be a coordinator. But I have been, as time has gone on, increasingly disappointed in John specifically and his coordinators. I thought they would be better. You know, when John Gruden was hired, I thought, Pop, he was coming back saying, okay, this team just won 12 games in 2016. They went downhill in 2017, but I could resurrect this organization and bring them back into the playoffs in 2018. And then we know what happened in the offseason. Mac doesn't show up. He trades. Now we have all these veterans. Doug Martin, too, on the offensive side of the football. I'd rather see a lot more Jalen Richard. Doug Martin has shown me nothing uh, coming in spelling Marshawn Lynch. I don't know if he is done or what. And I, I, you know what? I'm trying to give him, our coach, the benefit of the doubt here. But I'm giving getting more of a doubt in my own mind 
watching his play calling. Moving forward, when you're in that situation, first and goal on the one, just kick the field goal. Just send the field goal unit out, <laughs> get three points, I you and move on. I, I, I am serious. I get the so three. Too. The three's better than zero, isn't it? Basic math. Just start kicking field goals from there. And if you right bobble at- the snap, you come back on second down, you try it again. And if you bobble that snap, guess what? You try the field goal again. <laughs> you come back to three points. <laughs> this, this 10 years, 100 million, this is, this is unbelievable. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get it. How often is he going to be in crucial and short yardage situations and not give it to the guy who's custom built to succeed in that scenario? Case in point, yesterday, I couldn't stand watching these two Bay Area games yesterday. They were both garbage. These weren't just bad football teams. These were really unentertaining games. So, thankfully, the afternoon games offered us two other ones. Ram Seattle was fantastic. Unbelievable. Fantastic football game. Early in that game, Sean McVay gets real cute. The Rams are down on the goal line. I think it's first and goal on the on the one, just like so many other teams have. And he tries to throw it with Jared Goff. And you know what happens? The ball gets tipped up in the air and it's intercepted. And you're sitting there thinking, McVay, you're better than this. I can't believe you made this decision with with Todd Gurley as your running back. Am I overlooking this guy? Because I'm a huge fan of his work. Well, guess what? Later in the game, the Rams end up in the exact same scenario. First and goal from the one. What do he do? And you know what McVay does? He hands it to Gurley and they lose two yards. And you're thinking, oh, my God, well, what is he going to do next? Well, he hands it to Gurley again, (laughs) and they get closer. And then on third down, wait for it, he he hands it to Gurley again, and Gurley gets into the end zone for a touchdown. Mindset. He didn't throw it? No, he learned his lesson. He made a mistake early, and he said to himself, you know what, I probably got too cute. And in the same game, he was presented with a similar opportunity. And he and he and he made the adjustments. He made the correct adjustments. Gruden against Denver, against Miami, every week with this guy. Every week with this guy, he's got the same scenario in front of him, and he keeps making the mistake. Trying to trick everyone. These coaches, he's like, you know what? I'm getting in a boxing match. You know what? Though I'm in a boxing match, I'm not going to punch. Well, you're in a bunch boxing match. You better punch. I'm a dance. <laughs> I'm a dance. No, quit trying to dance. There comes a point in any fight, you got to fight. And that's where it's mono a mono. And let me tell you about McVay did. Even though even though they got that touchdown, if it wouldn't have worked, it was still the best decision. Because you got to realize, Gurley and that offensive line and that defense, when they threw that interception, even though it was maybe could have worked, they on that sideline said, we got Gurley. We just paid him. The whole team says that. Coaches say that. There's defensive coaches. Why didn't we get – I've been on sidelines where the D coach in the corner – Hey, tell your offense court run the damn ball. Give the ball to LT. Give the number third. Yes. Totally. I've been on teams totally. where, where they low. Man, what y'all doing? I watched you guys do it. Week one against Dallas, 2005. You were down inside the 10 at the end of the game to yes. beat them, and you ran four plays, and none of them went to LT. Yes. And guess what? You didn't get we, in. And we lost that game. Guess what? <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler. 13 uh, years later. They lost to the, to the Cowboys. <laughs> and, and that's, yeah, because Gates was out that game. I was first and 10. They gave it to me on the 20. I tried to, I picked up 10 yards and I would have touched down, but I tried to run the guy over. I just had sidestep. He cut me. Anywho. I left that part out. Yeah. Had he not tried to be a, a, a incredible hole. Yeah, yeah hero exactly. Hero. What do I, but no, without a doubt though, Joe, <laughs> this is a situation where Bay said, I'm going to, I want to make sure my guy, my beast mode, my horse understands I messed up. I'm giving it to you on first down. I'm giving it to you on second down. I'm going to give it to you on third. And hell, I might even give it to you on fourth. At least you know what? Gurley's going to walk out of there and say, that man believed in me. Right. 
He believed in me. The team said, okay, we believe in you. So this is a situation where you lose guys and they don't understand. Gruden is not understanding the significance of what he just lost by doing that. Put it back on the player. If you yes. go four times and he doesn't get in, hey, what do you all want? Bingo. What do you want? You got mad when Bingo. I threw it. I ran it to him four in a row. He didn't get in. What do you all want? Make a, at some point, someone's got to make a play. Offensive line, we got to get the push. At and that point, it's on the players. Yeah, to your point about your boxing analogy, your, your power punch is Marshawn Lynch from the one. That's your big right That's hand. That's your right hand! So to go into a fight, and what, you're going to go southpaw, you're going to flick the right, and you're going to save the left? For who? For no, for no one, coach. you got to throw your best punch, and even if it's, you know, maybe third down, you run play action. After you've run it twice, and maybe you stuff it, you don't come out and, and give the ball to your quarterback, a guy who has struggled, by the way, in these pressure passes. I put him in that situation. Has he shown you right now that Carr has the gravitas, the 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 confidence? Has he shown you guys? Has he shown the fans that he has the confidence to perform at that level right now? And the answer is no. You named it. Did eight interceptions? <laughs> they should be zero and five. They got a gift. They got two gifts against Cleveland. They yeah, should they be zero and five right now. I mean, this is this is something else. It's, like what's, what 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 is this? You tell me. And our quarterback, clearly, eight interceptions on the season. We're on our fifth game, folks. Eight INTs for Carr. And there's not one that's good. Five of them are on first down. Five. Tell me that that doesn't suck the life out of a defense. Don't point your finger at the defense who is woolly unarmed, really, this season, after you take the best defensive player who will be unnamed off the team. What the hell, man? What the hell's going on around here? That's what I got to say. <laughs> I mean, please. Another caller on the show call it, this season is an immaculate deception. Raider Dave hit me up this morning. Good friend of the program. Raider yeah, Dave is yeah. calling this season. Oh, wow. He's as diehard as they come. He's calling this season the Immaculate Deception. You just made the Chargers look good. Nobody makes the Chargers look Nobody. good. <laughs> Not even the Chargers. Nobody makes this team look good. They played a game yesterday that made me believe I could still get right with that Super Bowl. You can. Bet. Zero turnovers from the Chargers. Rivers only takes one sack. Yeah. They outgain you by 123 yards. They go 7 for 13 on third down. The Chargers looked really good yesterday. They look like a Super Bowl team. I feel deceived. I don't know about anybody out there, but hell, man, I thought we were at least going to be better than last year, at least better, by maybe a game or two. Before, we lost all our players and our number one defensive player. This is the worst offense in the NFL, the worst. And we have the least takeaways of any team in the D- on the defense. We are at the freaking bottom of the toilet bowl, folks. Yeah, for all you guys that get pissed at me because I'm a naysayer, what the hell ever, bro? <laughs> I mean, I mean, really? The Chargers were 7 for 13 on third down. Embarrassing for us. But it's quitting time. It's time to take your money. Don't get hurt. Play just enough to make it look like you're playing, and then that's about it. That's what I'm seeing from our wide receivers I mean, they're not getting separation. Why? I mean, Jordy Nelson looks like he's been depressed for a long time. And in this offense, he does not look inspired. Nobody really does. 
Tell me about our offensive line. Somebody, please, because they're hurt and they're injured and everyone's got a boo-boo. But this daunted offensive line is supposed to be as good, if not better, than the Cowboys, who suck with their great offensive line. I don't want to hear about it anymore. What I do want to see is some holes for Lynch or whoever the hell is running the football because I ain't seeing that either. I see a lot of penetration from the opposing team. Man, we're paying these guys too much money. Get out. If you're going to lose players, Gruden, cut these big millionaires and put rookies in their place. They would play the same way. And Carr, I'm over it, bro. As much as I want to give him a break or the benefit of the doubt, uh, no. We have to bring in Steve Mariucci, the former 49ers and Detroit Lions head coach now on NFL Network. Moochie, welcome back to the Afternoon Delight here on 95.7 The Game. Just, you know, chime in on what we're talking about. What are you seeing from Derek Carr? Uh, had that egregious interception yesterday when they were down 20-3. to What are you seeing from number four in silver and black? Well, he could be pressing a little bit. Um, he's trying to make plays. It's it. They're, they're, his plays are, I don't want to say hard to come by because he is thrown for a lot of yards. Um, but that was a throw. You're talking about the one in the end zone, huh? If he yeah, just gets no, it over no. the top and throws it to the back of the end zone where it is the safest place on the field and where only your guy can catch it or it's incomplete, I think he just underthrew it. It was too bad because uh, right now the Raiders are, are looking for answers and on um, both sides of the ball, really. Um, mostly on their defense, because Derek Carr is having a better year than he than he had, uh, you know, last year in terms of statistics. Anyway, 328 yards a game passing, a lot of uh, lot of yards, and not a lot of not enough points to show for it. So they've got to get some kinks worked out. There's no doubt about that, and and their defense has got to get much better. They ran into a buzzsaw with Philip Rivers, and Philip Rivers played a heck of a game and only five incomplete passes and 143 passer rating. That was he was really strong yesterday. Yeah, and the reality is we were so looking forward to this November the first date when the two Bay Area football teams would play, and now we're wondering are they going to be the two worst teams in the league record-wise going into that game? They've each got one victory. And if you want to keep him as a quarterback, that's up to you, Gruden, but you're going to go down like a ball of flame like he's going down if you don't do something. And A.J., I don't want to hear that crap out of the Raider Nation. Calling for A.J. McCarron. You want to see a disaster? Watch him play. The great quarterback whisperer has lost control of the Oakland Raiders. Reggie McKenzie is is treading water, waiting to get fired. Uh, John is pulling in more guys on his side of the fence here, and I think Reggie sees the, the writing on the wall, quite honestly. And so that means there's chaos in the office. A lot of attitude. Where'd that positive go? It's gone. The excitement of John Gruden is left the building. Question number one. Will John Gruden win a Super Bowl as the head coach of the Oakland Raiders? No. No. Will John Gruden get to a Super Bowl as head coach of the Oakland Raiders? No. No. Will John Gruden get to an AFC championship game as head coach of the Oakland Raiders? No. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, will that happen in the next five years? No. So it would be in the second half of this contract after there are a few years established in Vegas. Yes. Okay. Dibs, do you see him playing out the full 10 years? No. Do you see him making the playoffs more than one time? 
Yes. Yes, I do. How many times do you think he'll make it in the course of his tenure with the Raiders as the head coach? I think two, and I originally put the over-under at five and a half seasons. So no playoffs this year, maybe not next year, then a couple bursts, then a fallback, and then he'll eventually leave. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. He, he makes the playoffs the first year, I think, they're in, in Vegas. There's chaos in Oakland, and it's not the team. The team's doing what every team that loses as much does. They just shut down, man. We've seen it before. We're going to see it again the rest of this year. And don't even tell me that I, I see this too. Oh, we're tanking the season so we can get a better draft pick. Really? That is a sad, sad state of affairs coming from a team who professed to want to bring a freaking championship here. Really? I don't know, man. I don't know where the mojo went, but it's gone, really gone. And I don't know why it's gone, but it's gone. And we have the most boring football team on the planet to watch. It's hard. It's hard to watch it. And I'm a fan. It's painful every play on both sides of the ball, man. I'm just telling you. Not just me. Look at other games. It's exciting. It's fun. Even even mid-range teams are fun to watch. The Browns are fun. The Raiders are predictable. They're boring. They have no pop. They have no pizzazz. and have no talent on the coaching staff or anywhere else that I can see because you just can't see it on the field. And I'm sorry I keep going on because it is the way it is. And there's nothing we can do about it, but it sure does piss me off. So I'm saying that's how I feel. Eight interceptions, man. I don't care. You guys can come after me, but I'm telling you right now. I've seen enough to know I've seen too much. And he is not the guy. And if we're going to use our draft pick for something, let's use it for a quarterback. Because we freaking need one. In my opinion, I really believe they're going to trade Carr after the season. I think that you trade him, you draft the quarterback that you want, so you have a year to get this guy developed where you need him. Now you still have the pieces in place. Now you come into Vegas, a town where it's going to be hot. Everything's and People are excited about you. You want to come in with your best foot forward. You've had a chance to train your quarterback. You've been building through the draft. you got two first rounds next year. So when you get to that stadium, I think that that's going to be your best opportunity to make it to the playoffs. Makes great sense. If I'm dating someone for a long time yeah. and we break up, yeah. that first night I'm going back out on the town, I'm wearing something new. Yeah, I want to look nice. I want to look solid. I Absolutely. want to make strong plays. Okay, so the idea of trading Carr, if they finish the season 2-14 and 14 and they've got that number one pick, do you think that's pretty much a foregone conclusion then? Because now they know they control the draft. Because if you finish with a record that puts you at like pick six, you've got some ammunition to move up courtesy yeah. of the MAC trade. We know that. Yeah. But if you finish with the number one overall pick... You figure he's he's gone before the third day of the league year, right? Absolutely. You pick up some more assets. You can draft Herbert out of Oregon, number one, and then you can continue to stockpile working your way through. And, and, yeah, and I think the, and I think Carr's shown enough in this league. Come on, guys. Bortles have a job. You see Tannehan has a job. You see the kids in Denver has a job. You look around the league, Alex Smith, you know, you go start going through the league and you say, wow, 
there's a lot of marginal quarterbacks that in this league that are making anywhere from that eighteen to twenty three million cars in that in that in that same. Someone sp- would give up a one for car. That's what the I'm deal solid too. He's yeah. only owed like nineteen point nine million next year. I think it is right. Plus there might be some proration, but you trade him with the deal. Right, that's, that's a one. You can get a one for that's, that. That's what I even really if they believe. go two and fourteen though. In your scenario, if they have that bad of a year, and I and I think you're starting to see some. Some confidence eroding. Do you do you still think you get a one for Derek Carr if he continues performing the way he has so far? So it's not going to get much better. It's right. not going to get much worse. It's been a bit of a struggle, but I think there'd be some people who'd look at this and go, "Oakland was a bad situation. It's not a very buttoned up product. It's a bit messy. This kid could really benefit from a new environment." Plus, you give him at the Jacksonville worst of two. defense. At the worst of two, you give him Jacksonville defense. You look around, even in a place like L like L A. Phillips got maybe one. Two years max, you, you you bring him in there. Oh, after. so he could go against the Raiders twice a year. I'm talking about. I see what I'm you're saying. saying at the worst, no. a, a two. Yeah, no, I a, get a you. second round pick. For what this about guy? the Giants? The Giants, the Giants, the Giants blew that pick on Barkley. Barkley can play, but they should not have drafted Barkley. There were quarterbacks that can play out there. They passed. Eli Manning is straight washed. He cannot make plays anymore. They set themselves back far. They are not going to have the time to draft another quarterback mm-hmm. and then develop because now the rumor is that, well, if they tank and they finish one, they can draft Herbert and say, see, the plan worked. Herbert and Barkley, we really knew what we were doing. But that's yeah. if they really bought him out. They were trying to compete this year. That could be a team that'd be in the market oh, for Derek Carr. And, and Pittsburgh just drafted a quarterback in a second. So they're, Mason Rudolph uh, from yeah, Oakland so, State. So they wouldn't do it. You look at another team, John Elway, he's, you know, this is, this is a pretty much a, a backup quarterback kind of right, deal they right. gave the quarterback John. that they gave Keenan. How so, about Baltimore with uh, old John Harbaugh? Baltimore. Joey Flacco place. can't be that long for that situation. And I, I know you think you have a, the backup in, in tow, but... A lot of people want to move Lamar Jackson from quarterback, for crying out loud. Hmm. Yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. Ten- Mariota and Winston decisions are coming. They, they have are. to get ready to start they, making decisions they really with those are. two. They really are. There's, there's some teams. I say also, you're looking at, you mentioned Jared Goff earlier, and you see what happened with Jeff Fisher and how he's almost flamed out with Fisher. And then, you know, if somebody says, you know, I still believe in this guy, and maybe he'll do better in a different situation. Oh, definitely. Definitely, without a doubt. And on that, we're going to go to the bold line, listen to you guys, because I've already ran it long enough. Going to have to hang in there, Raider Nation, but man, is it a tough time to wear silver and black. And that is all I have to say about that. All right, let's get to the bone line, 1-800-620-7181, one 800 Six two zero seven one eight one. The doctor is in the house because this is the Raider Nation podcast. Suicide hotline. Don't do it, Raider Nation. It is not worth it. <laughs> Suicide prevention, that is. No, man. It's just a game. <laughs> so, my brothers and sisters. Come in, relax, take your shoes off, have a glass of tea, and let's talk about our Oakland Raiders. Who is first? Our first caller is Raider Bray, calling from L.A. And let me tell you, I guess he didn't see that last game. Because he's talking about the Brownies, 
And I was happy about that game. So let's hear it. Hello, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. This is Raider Bray calling from L.A. And, hey, we won a game. Wonderful. Uh, what a game it was, back and forth and up and down. Uh, to say that our defense was awesome after giving up 42 points, kind of like an oxymoron. Uh, sometimes they played like oxes and sometimes they played like morons. But uh, good to see Conley actually do something good and get that interception for a TD. Uh, an amazing game back and forth. All the turnovers by the defense were great. All the touchdowns given up were crummy. Um, I have to say that uh, it's been it, it was interesting to have the refs give us some calls for a change. Uh, the the one fumble by Carr sure looked like a fumble, but uh, we'll take that. The whistle blew it dead, and then the um, the first down at the the respot of the ball and the first down at the end that just pretty much handed it to us. So, but we'll take it. We'll take the win. Anyway, uh, Raiders have a one win. Hallelujah! And we'll see how the rest of the season goes. This is Raider Bray in L.A. and I'm out. Very nice. That's very refreshing. Actually made me feel a little bit better just listening to you, bro, honestly. (laughs) But um, thank you for the call. And our our next caller is Raider Tom, and he's from Minnesota. Very nice weather right now, bro. Looks really nice up there for now. What's up? Hello, Raider Greg. This is Raider Tom from Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm really disappointed that the Raiders are going to uh, Las Vegas. This will never be the same to me. Oakland Raiders will always be the Oakland Raiders. Um, I always fly down for a couple games every year. This year, I don't know if I'm going to be going to because I'm just so depressed about everything that's happening to our team. I mean, I've go back so far to the Oakland Raiders. Back, I'll tell you a little bit of a story. Back in 1982, when I was back in Southern California, I was working for Coca-Cola. I used to deliver Coca-Cola to the Rams training camp which was in Anaheim, California. It was at an old abandoned elementary school, um, somewhere on Lincoln and Gilbert Boulevard. And we're walking in there, and Ray Malavasi was their coach. And he, I walk in there, and he gives me all kinds of, you know, banners and hats and Ram, little, you know, Ram stuff. And he thought, he's, oh, here you go, and have this, have this. You know, he had a football and signed his name to it. And I met a bunch of the players there just standing around talking, which was nice. And they asked me, are you Rams your favorite team? I said, no. They go, who is your favorite team? I said, the Raiders. He goes, well, give me that stuff back. They're just joking. They let me keep it. But I gave it to some Ram fans who were really Ram fans. I'm not really a Ram fan. I never was. Um, there was a guy that worked there, Joe Abad. He was the equipment manager. And they, you know, he, they, when, they, when they moved to uh, St. Louis, Joe wasn't allowed to go with them. And I was, felt sorry about Joe Abad because he was one that actually signed for my Coca-Cola deliveries. You know, Khalil Mack going to the Bears. Um, secretly, I really hope the Bears win the Super Bowl this year so he can tell uh, John Gruden, you know, F you, or so to speak. You know, and I canceled my NFL ticket this year to watch NFL games up here because it's just it, it's just a big fiasco what's going on there. Um, the Oakland Raiders will always be the Oakland Raiders. The only reason why I'd come down there to watch the games this year would be go would come down there to see uh, the bad boys of uh, barbecue and visit Kingsford Kirk and have some of his great uh, food. Last time we came down there, we had tickets in the Legends Lodge when they feed you food all the way in the third quarter and stuff, and the food was horrible. But we got to see a couple of Raider Legends come up there, but next time you're going out, we're going to hang out with Kingsford Kirk. Um, 
after I retired, I moved to Minnesota, and I'm still a Raider fan. Always will be a Raider fan. Just this year is very disappointing with everything that's happened. All right, Greg, I just want to let you know that uh, keep keep on. And one of the reasons I keep with the Oakland is because of your podcast. It's your podcast that keeps me interested because I listen to it every single every single time you have a new episode. Greg, take care, Raider Nation. I'm out. Thanks. Bye bye. Now that was a great call. I call it a great call because he went through kind of a story, which is very interesting. And then he went through exactly all the reasons that I'm pissed off, but in a very nice way. Bro, thank you so much. That was very cool. And the bad boys of barbecue, absolutely better food than you get anywhere in the Coliseum. That I'll put money on. I think I got the worst food in that joint ever. But it'll be better in Vegas. It'll be more in Vegas, but it'll be better. Um, and the Oakland Raiders will always be the Oakland Raiders to me, always, uh, wherever the hell they play, even if they play in Vegas, uh, that's fine. I'm hoping they go sooner than later because, um, this whole situation, like you said, is painful and, uh, that's about it. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller is Cheesehead Raider calling from Wisconsin. Well, you're far enough away from this place not to smell the bad play of our Oakland Raiders, bro. What do you got for us, my brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is Cheesehead Raider calling from Wisconsin. Well, I got a call back, made a prediction. We would lose to the Brownies. I was wrong. Got to own up to it. Didn't think that John Luzon would get us a win, but he did. Tough one in the overtime, but a win's a win. Hopefully we can keep it going. I just wanted to say, you know, some people may say that I'm a Raider basher, but the thing is, is that the Raiders are kind of like a little kid brother. I'll pull on their ear give them a swift kick in the butt every once in a while when mom and dad isn't looking. But if you mess with it, you got to mess with me as well. I love the Raiders, but I'm not going to allow anyone to trash talk the Raiders. I'm going to stand up for it. If you ain't family, keep your mouth shut. Now with saying that, I'm going to give them a little ear pulling. I don't know what's up with Mascara Man. He is constantly underthrowing Cooper. If you watch the one play, Cooper has to slow down, turn around, grab the ball, get the first down, granted. But if Carr could hit these receivers in stride, we would have a lot more points. We have a lot more yards. There was one play that Cooper uh, didn't get. It was thrown to him. Colt Miller got pushed back into Carr. You could see Cooper was extremely frustrated. I'm fearing that he may not want to stay in Oak Town, but yeah, no, I'm not going to stay in Oak Town. I should say stay with the Raiders. Hopefully he will. If you also look at the Martavius Bryant, well, granted, the ball hit his hands, but there's a saying in the NFL, or saying in football, if you're even, you're leaving. And Carr, for somebody who gets rid of the ball so quickly and is praised for doing it, there are times when he should be getting rid of the ball quickly, and he holds on to it. Martavius Bryant was wide open. 
car should hit him in stride, should hit him instead of waiting until he gets into the end zone, loading up for his big arm, hit him 15 yards, and let him do the rest of it because he was wide open, and that would have been a touchdown. But, again, we got the win. So, hopefully, like I say, we can keep this fun. Thanks for the time. Thank you for the podcast. Love the Raiders. Let's go, Raiders. I love this call. I freaking love it because it's true. I can bash him, but don't you freaking bash him unless you're a Raider fan because we commiserate like right now. Um, Carr's not the guy, man. He is showing all of us this year that he is not the guy. At least in this offense, he's not. You know, I could see him going to another team and playing like lights out, taking him to the Super Bowl just because the offense is designed better. Uh, Gruden does not have the best offense for this quarterback. Um, it is the lamest freaking offense I can even tell you. And I know we won that game, but it was, you know, it was a symptom. We won it luckily. Uh, should have beat him, but, you know, we didn't really beat him. We luckily won that game. And our season, well, you already see it, bro. Love the call. I love how you put it. Very well done. And our next caller is my very good brother who hasn't called in a while, but it's Raider Jeff from Orlando. Those of you who listen to this show will remember his voice. I certainly do. And I met him up before we played the Brownies. It was great. What's up, brother? Raider Gray, this is Raider Jeff from Orlando, Florida. Well, made that first trip out to Oakland. First, let me say it was a pleasure to meet you, brother. I enjoyed chatting with you there for the few minutes that we had the opportunity to. Uh, you asked me a question as to whether or not I felt at home. You damn well better believe it. Oh, it was from the moment I got there. It was a wonderful trip. The first night I got there, had a chance to meet Tom Flores. Shook his hand, took pictures with him, told him how much I enjoyed and loved the happiness that he brought me back in the 80s with two Super Bowl championships. That was just the first day. <laughs> the second day got to see a game in an environment that I will never forget. It was loud as hell in there. <laughs> uh, man, and just to look around and see that sea of black and to come away with a win. It was a memorable day. It was a memorable way of winning. But there was one thing that caught my attention, Raider Greg, that I was shocked at. Because I always think that the Raider fans are very intelligent, but with a minute 38 left to go in the game, Cleveland gets the ball and the Raider fans are, some of them are leaving the building. I'm looking around and I'm like, what the hell? I looked over at my son, I said, we got three timeouts left. And as loud as we were on defense, and as many stops as we got three and outs, I'm like, there's still a chance. Well, sure the hell enough. <laughs> on a very uh, interesting third down review, <laughs> turned over, 
shit. That was the Derek Carr of two years ago, baby. And, uh, yeah, I was excited about that. And my son sat there. He said, I ain't getting up until they make that two-point conversion. I don't care if they make the touchdown. <laughs> they made that touchdown. Everybody went nuts. They made the two-point conversion. It got worse. It got louder. And then that field goal at the end with a rookie kicker. Brady Greg, I left that place with so much joy. I'm telling you, brother, from the time I got to Oakland, I was smiling so much my face was hurt. <laughs> so I hope I get to make another trip out there. And anybody else who hasn't been to Oakland, you better get there before they go because it's a unique experience. Well, brother, I'm out and uh, hope maybe another time to get an opportunity to see you there. Go Raiders. That was a fantastic call, bro. We can all feel it, really. And if you went for that one game and we won, that was a great experience. I know, you know, I'm used to it because I go every Sunday that they're home. But, um, yeah, I can see how it would have been a fabulous game. Yeah, people are pissed. People are pissed with the Gruden thing. It's it's a sour sour grapes here in the East Bay. But uh, you stayed. You had a good time. Boy, the Raiders just pulled that one out just barely. I'm glad they did for you and your son. That's a great thing because you guys deserved it for making that trip. But, yeah, listen, anybody, even if we lose, if you come out and you experience the Coliseum as it is right now before they leave, it is really something. Listen to Jeff, man. He's telling you the real deal. It's a blast. If you're a fan, you're going to love it. Because Vegas will be nothing like it, bro. Appreciate the call and all the love, brother. And our next caller is Jersey Boy Raider. And before, you know, let me tell you, I love this guy. What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, the Jersey Boy Raider. You probably heard my voice. Just win, baby. It is so great to get a W. I think we all had about five heart attacks during the game. Needed oxygen, but we got through it. <laughs> we got the W. It wasn't the prettiest game, but when you think about it, even with the losses, so many positives came out of that game. And just to get that, you can build on a win like that. It's much easier to go in the in, in the work the next day, right? To the field, in the office, to you know, looking at film, all that stuff. When you get a W. The mistakes, and believe me, there were some. I don't even want to talk about them today. I don't want to talk about anything negative. I'm tired of talking about mistakes and negativity and this and that. And I don't want to talk about it. Let's, let's enjoy this win. Because this win can take us into the next game. And if you think about it, guys, we'll get into it in a minute. We've got some winnable games coming up with a chance to at least have a decent season. Right? The pride of the Raider Nation. The pride of the Raiders. That's what we want to get back. Maybe it started on Sunday. Maybe. Okay. Beast mode over 100 yards. Cooper over 100 yards. Cook over 100 yards. Corner over 400 yards with four TDs. Jordy Nelson. Amazing catch on two-point conversion. I don't know how he caught it, but he caught it. And that's a car right there saying, hey, I got confidence in you. All right? Maybe he is our crab tree. I don't know. We don't have crab tree. I don't want to bring up any negative. I'm trying not to, but we need that go-to guy, right? And in that, in that situation, that ball goes to Jordy. He makes the catch. Awesome. Awesome. Defense gave up 42 points. 
You know what? At times, defense looked very good. But this was very reminiscent, and we've been hearing it a lot this week, of the 2016 Raiders. You're going to throw up 42? Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Car and company is going to give you 45. We did that before. Very, very reminiscent of that of that season. Felt like it. At that point in overtime, you thought, yeah, we're going to win this game, because that's what we thought not even two years ago. Not even two years ago. We're going to win this game. These guys are going to find a way. The defense is going to step up. The bend don't break. Remember that, Raider Greg? It's all good. The bend don't break. Oh, we're going to hurt many times. But that's a game right there. Like I said, all coming together, making the plays when you have to to get the W. And I got to get a little credit to the kicker. I mean, come on. He comes in. I know he missed a 50 off the dirt. It's not easy. Would have loved to have Zaddy there. But, you know, what? he puts it through, he gets a W. And I'm just happy for, for the Raiders, for Chucky, for the players, for Carr. Great game, Carr. Look, 14th, fourth quarter comeback. I don't even know everybody loves the back. I mean, I know I defend it. But you know what, Carr? That's the quarterback. And he's going to throw interceptions. I know he's got a lot so far. It's okay. He's giving his guys a chance to go up and get the ball. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It's going to improve. New system, new coach, new players, new roster changes than anybody. 31 with the Browns, I believe. A lot of changes, all right? But this team, with a win like that, it's, it's just good to get that W. Very winnable game coming against the Chargers. I know the Raider Nation is going to basically take over in that stadium. <laughs> Wish I could be there. But I know they're going to represent. It's going to be an awesome game. I really feel good about it. And then in Seattle, in the break, maybe three and three at the break. Never know. But I just want to say, Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation, everybody, let's just enjoy this for a second. Let's just enjoy it, okay? And then we'll worry about we'll worry about the Chargers and all those guys later. But let's enjoy this. Hey, we got a W. All right, so let's take it from there. With that being said, Jersey Boy Raider, out. You know, that almost makes me feel better about the loss to San Diego. <laughs> Carr is not the dude, dude. Carr's not the guy. He's showing it right now. Maybe Gruden's not the guy. Something's wrong in Oakland. And I, whatever it may be, um, I did celebrate our one win with trepidation and conservative, uh, what's the word here? Conservative thoughts. Maybe, maybe things are getting better. Maybe they're working hard enough to change. I ain't seeing it, bro. Love the call. Love the positive attitude. Keep them coming because we need them. And our next caller is from Hawaii on the west side of Oahu, to be quite frank. Uh, he sent me an email. I shared it with you guys. And his name, his handle is the Tropical Woodpecker Raider. And he's in the house. What's happening, my good brother? Hey, how's it, Raider Nation? I am just calling to thank Raider Greg and Raider Randy for the podcast and actually all of you as well. Um, Greg read my email the other day. And if you don't mind, Raider Greg, if we're going to go by nicknames, I'm going to dance with what brought me to the ball. Dance with what brought you, as they say. So this is the Tropical Woodpecker Raider calling from Makaha, Hawaii, on the west side of Oahu. I was born in Oakland, raised in Fresno, and I've been in Hawaii for the last 25 years. Um, I just want to again say thank you first to Raider Greg and Raider Andy for making the podcast. Um, thank you so much for making this available to all of us. I sent in a small donation, and for those of you who have been thinking about it, I suggest you do as well. I'm sure Andy get a little bit helps. 
also want to thank all you bone line callers as well. Basically, y'all have kept my sanity. And what I say is the absolute worst time period to have ever been a Raider fan. And the football is actually learned a lot about football from you all. So I want to thank you for that. Um, I also want to say any of you who have become Raider fans since 1985, and especially since the time period after Gruden 1.0, after he left, you were amazing fans. And it's an honor to have you as a part of the Raider Nation. Raider Greg, you've had season tickets in that time period. You know this has been the absolute worst time ever to have been a Raider fan in terms of their performance on the field. It has been nothing short of a cluster you-know-what. Um, so I just want to spend, send out an, a, you know, a big thank you to people like you who have become Raider fans. You've got no good reason. But like me, you're just a hopeless Raider fan. So you guys are amazing. I'm sorry to have you out. I do want to spend a special hello to our Raider brother in England, who Randy is going to see. Excuse me. Greg is going to see. Um, I believe his handle is Crusader Raider. I apologize if I got that wrong. I just sent some really yummy Hawaii chocolates to Raider Greg's wife and, and what they're going to share with you all in England for the trip. Um, Crusader Raider, all I ask is when you bite into that chocolate, just for a moment, you sit and ponder the fact that the Raider Nation at that very moment spans from England all the way to Hawaii, which has got to be half the globe, 12 time zones, so that's pretty cool. Greg, I'd like you to at least comment on this. I think, number one, we got to give Carr some time. This is apparently, you know, he's been changing coaches and systems and language and all that every single year, it seems like. So this will be the first time that he's going to have one coach, one system, so we got to give him some time. That being said, well, I don't question the guy's heart and desire and work ethic. What I question, what scares me is his decision-making. And I'd just like to mention one play, and I'd like to you to comment on it. That play, we're driving down the – we're about on the – about 30 seconds to go in the game. I believe we're about on the Chiefs' 20-yard line. We have no timeouts, and he throws a dump-off pass to Richard in the middle of the field, who should have been tackled. It's an absolute miracle that he wasn't tackled. It's a miracle that he got out of bounds, and it was a gift from God that he gained all that yardage. He gets tackled right there. We're wasting a ton of time um, just to get the, everybody to, the, to, the, to snap the ball. So I don't understand that. I mean, here's my thing. Raider Greg, I agree with you. Right now, he's, yeah, he has potential, but he's not an elite quarterback. An elite quarterback does not throw that pass. Now, again, I hope he turns into one. I hope I'm told I want him to. I'm not trying to say that, but there's just some of his decision-making. Like his, the two picks in that game, they're just bad decisions. The decision when he threw the pick at Miami, that was first down with three minutes to go. I hope that's on Gruden, and if that's the case, you know, he, we need to give him time to get better on his play calling as well. So, anyway, if you want to comment on that, Raider Greg, I want to know if other people had an absolute heart attack like I did when he threw that ball. All right, Raider Nation, aloha. And I pledge allegiance to the Raider Nation. First, I get a chance to hear you and understand who you are. And uh, thank you for the donation for sure. And when it comes to car, I got to tell you, (laughs) 
It's painful. Eight interceptions already into five games. That's that's a bad pace. Yes, new offense, new coaching, new players. It's a bad something. Um, I don't know if he's the guy. I don't know if he's making those decisions on the way the coach is telling it. I don't get the whole thing. But eight interceptions is a bad way to go because he's not making that many completions. And when you talk about throwing to Richard in the middle of the field, that's all he does. I don't think he has thrown three passes over 20 yards. And and even then, most of his passes are underneath. It's the dink and dunk West Coast offense is what Gruden's brought back. And players are too good now. Defenses are too fast now for that. That That is a worn-out play call, uh, the West Coast. you got to mix in some different things. Um, the, the offense, the way they're refing the game is different. I don't know if Gruden has it, but I don't know if Carr does either. I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm doubting more than giving him benefit at this point. I appreciate all the props, bro. I'm glad you're listening to the show. It's good to know. But the Raider Nation podcast spreads out between England and all the way to Hawaii, which is a beautiful thing. And in between, I'm sure. Thank you, brother. And our next caller is Raider Jack. He's calling from Orange County, but it doesn't sound like he's from Orange County. You can hear it. What's up, my brother? Hey, Raider Greg, this is uh, Raider Jack. I find my accent. I'm uh, hollering out from Orange County, California, although I'm actually over in London, my uh, original hometown now for the game. Just wanted to ring up for the first time and say, hey, you know, absolutely love the show. Really feel like, uh, you know, that game against the Cleveland Browns, uh, we, we sat here before the uh, game against the Chargers on Sunday. But I just want to say that, you know, I really feel like it could be a turning point for our season. We, for as frustrating as it's been, you know, you're losing the fourth quarter every game. Just goes to show that you're ahead in the fourth quarter every game and uh, the team is capable of doing some things. You know, I think there's a lot of frustration with Gruden because of the Mac trade. You know, I think there's, that's lingering behind all of this stuff. You know, we're not getting sacks and people are putting points up against us late and you're thinking in the back of your mind, you know, maybe that's maybe that's something that would have made a huge difference in some of these games. Um, but, you know, we got a little bit lucky against Cleveland, but I felt like we were a little bit unlucky in, in some of the other games. I felt like every single time we got something going, something would, you know, just obscurely happen out of nowhere or, or what have you. Carl's going to be just fine. You know, I was worried, worried about him, but I think I think he's coming back now. I think um, he just needs to settle in. You know, it's a new system. There's an awful lot going on, but... Just got a funny feeling, man. I think we can. I think we can do the Chargers, like you said, the home game. Then we have got a game over here, you know, against Seattle, who aren't great at the moment. Um, you know, we're gonna have a lot of fans. We're a well-supported team out in the UK. Uh, I'm gonna be there. I'm sure a lot of you guys are gonna be there as well. And then suddenly you're three and three, and you have got some ways to go. I don't think we're gonna be able to catch the Chiefs, unfortunately, because have a $500 bet with a bleeding Chiefs fan, who's uh, about as obnoxious as you can get. So lost that one the last two years running. Um, 
but uh, but I do think you know there's, there's even a chance of, of of wild card something like that. I mean, you probably think I'm crazy, but I just I just feel like it's possible if we put things together. Um, managed to get a bet on on the Raiders at 360 to one to go to the Super Bowl out here. So uh, I guess the statisticians don't agree with me, but you know I put 10 pounds on it because why wouldn't you? Maybe if we make the playoffs, I'll see if I can cash out early. But uh, love the show, guys. You know, listen every week. And, uh, you know, thanks very much. Keep doing what you do. And uh, maybe I'll bump into you at Wembley. Come on, Raiders. Now that is a great positive call. I welcome all of those. We need those. I need those. I need those for sure. Um, I don't know if Carr's the guy. Again, you know, another comment. He might be, might just be the way Gruden's calling the games. Hard to say, but it just seems like there's a lot going on in Oakland and not all of it is football related. So I'll see you there at Wembley, by the way. Look for my fire helmet. I'll be wearing it um, over where they gather before the tailgate. I guess there's not really a tailgate, but there's kind of one. Last time I was there, it was interesting to see that mix. So I'll be there. Hopefully I'll see you there. Um, and so will my lovely wife. So on the Raiders, I hope we're going to get better. It's hard to see that. I don't see the playoffs. Did put a lot of money where your mouth is, bro. You're a brave man. Um, this season for sure. So we'll, we'll hopefully we'll just see them build. I'm hoping that they'll build. I hope they'll get better. I certainly hope they win in London. That would be nice considering we'll be there <laughs> on our home game uh, for sure. And, and especially for all those Raider fans that are in Europe, man, this is a big-time thing. I hope they understand that. Thanks for the call and for listening, bro. And our next caller is Raider Don. Very positive Raider Don. What's happening, my Missouri brother? Hi, this is Raider Don out of Springfield, Missouri. Like to let you know that I think the Raiders are going to start turning it around. Granted, the defense definitely needs to uh, improve. Hopefully, they will start learning what each other is going to do in certain situations. Um, large turnover in the roster. Uh, I believe we've seen that through the first four games. Hopefully, uh, even the year they went to the Super Bowl, they were they started off four and zero and lost four straight and was from there. So, I believe what we need to do is uh, let Derek Carr uh, follow through on some of those throws, and uh, hopefully uh, the drops will stop. I mean, I don't know what else to do, uh, but stick them on them. I mean, the old Frederick Bolchnikov move and Lester the Molester Hayes. So uh, it's definitely go Raiders from my end. I live in the den of sin down here in Chief Country, and I'm really not liking it right now. But I'm still rooting for the Raiders. I've rooted for the Raiders ever since I was uh, eight years old, which was starting in 1969. So we're looking at 50 years. I've definitely seen the highs. I've definitely seen the lows. But every year, it's go Raiders, and the silver and black attack needs to be back. And those guys on the outside receivers need to catch the ball and run. Take care, and uh, go Raider Nation. Brother, you are deep in the den of sin. <laughs> you are deep in Kansas City Chief territory, and I feel for you, especially now that they're all that, and they are 
a great football team. Hard one to handle, but I know you're holding up. I know you're holding up well because we do. We have to hold up well, especially in hostile territory. I'm sure you're representing big time. Um, let's hope things get better. I especially hope things get better for fans that don't live around here. Um, and they will. It's time. It's time and talent. It's what it is. Time and talent will get any team better. And uh, we'll just hope that we can weather this season um, for sure, bro, especially for you <laughs> or anybody else that lives in Denver, San Diego, L.A., um, or Missouri. Thanks for the call, brother. And our next caller is the Northwest Raider. Raider Tony's in the house. What's happening, bro? Raider Nation, this is Raider Tony, the Northwest Raider, calling from a rainy <laughs> Pacific Northwest. The first time ever, Raider Greg, in my history of being a fan of your podcast, and I've been listening to your podcast since 2008, and I'm not sure sure if that was your first year or if your podcast had already been going before that but like I mean I go back since 08 so I was one of those I mean I'm a veteran podcast listener you know and, and still listening and I've never called in the middle of a game this is the first time ever um, I've always waited till after the game or the day after or a couple of days after but this is the first time that I'm calling in the middle of the game because I am pissed. I mean, uh, you know, we lost the Rams. I get that. They're a better team. Lost to the Dolphins and the Broncos, two games that we should have won. Beat the Browns, a game that we should have lost. But this game, look, I give Philip Rivers credit. He will go down as one of the you know, in that special category of great quarterbacks that never win Super Bowls but are still, like, really great. And he is in that category. I mean, he's a great quarterback. He's going to be right there with the Dan Marinos and other guys that were really great quarterbacks and put up numbers but could never get a ring. So I'm not – you know, I can't take anything away from him. He does have weapons. And so the Chargers are not a bad team. But they're not this great. I mean, come on. I expected a far more competitive game than this. And, you know, it was actually a close game. But <laughs> and this, is, this is what actually caused me to call. The play calling. Okay, we're down by 17 with a chance to cut it to 10, which, you know, is puts you back in. You know, the Raiders were down by 10 to the Browns. And, you know, and came back to win that game. So, you know, you cut it to 10, you're there. And with beast mode, at the one-yard line, we decide to pass the ball and throw an interception with beast mode. Now, you know, living up here in Seacock country, the first thing that comes to mind, because people up here still talk about it, is that Super Bowl with the Patriots, with what the infamous stupidest play call in Super Bowl history, that's what it's considered when Pete Carroll and the Seahawks decided to pass the ball 
at the one-yard line against the Patriots with 40 seconds left and through an interception, and we all know. We all saw that Super Bowl, all of us. We all know and said that Beast Mode should have gotten the ball. So why in the hell would Greg Olson, our offensive coordinator, call a pass at the one-yard line with Beast I mean, I just... Up to this point, the play calling hasn't been bad, but that was a stupid play call. I mean, that is just stupid. I don't care, you know, who's your running back. If you're at the one-yard line, you run the ball and get the touchdown. And if you can't get the touchdown at at three tries, then you don't deserve to win the game. I mean, you could get cute, maybe a cute run, you know, maybe a creative run. But how many times have you seen the Patriots or Steelers or Packers pass at the one? They don't. They all, I mean, I mean, seriously, and they've got really great Pro Bowl Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You know, so I, I don't get what uh, Greg Olson was thinking. It, I mean, you, I just... You know, for me, that play call pretty much summed up this game. Lost opportunity, lost chance for the Raiders to really get back in this season. Um, you know, I, I don't know why we brought back Greg Olson, but, you know, this has got to be one of the stupidest play calls I've ever seen in our history, especially after seeing another team make that same mistake with the same player it's just idiotic. I mean, check out social media. Everyone's tweeting about it. Like, why would you do that? I mean, you know, at the least it wasn't the Super Bowl. It was just a regular season game against the Chargers. But still, you know, if, if you can't, that type of play calling, is that just drives me crazy. I can't tolerate stupid, idiotic play calling. You know, if I'm a fan and I can call a better play than you, you don't deserve to be the coordinator. You know, I mean, come on, man. But anyway, that's all I got to say. On to the next game. Um, uh, you know, I hope that, you know, we get rid of Greg Olson at the end of the season. You know, I'm sure that'll be one of a couple of changes that'll be made. But, you know, I just have to remind myself, you know, we are rebuilding and, you know, Growing pains happen, but I mean, I just I understand that. But you know, there's it's one thing to make a mistake, you know, because you don't know better, and it's another thing to just make a stupid, idiotic play call that you do know better. And Greg Olson knows better. I mean, there's just no excuse for that, you know. But whatever, I'm out. Now that was the type of rant I was expecting for the entire bone line. I didn't even think about how we won on the Brown side for all of you other guys <laughs> besides Tony. <laughs> um, yeah, we've done that three times, bro. We did it with the Broncos. We did it with the, the uh, Dolphins. And we did it this game here. I don't get it. I don't profess to get it, but it is what it is. And, um, yeah, I understand your frustration. We're all frustrated. I just don't believe – I didn't believe at the beginning of the year it would get this bad, but it's pretty damn bad, bro. Appreciate the call, man.
And our next caller, Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. Great fan. What's happening, bro? Raider Greg, Raider Randy. Raider Nation, this is Raider Chris, Scranton, PA. Three minutes, 20 seconds left in the game. Watching the scuffle breaking out. That, uh, that sums up this game. I mean, this team looks like a high school football team. <laughs> There's no urgency in the play calling. Uh, we're just watching time go. Okay, we have safe play calling as usual. Gruden getting out outcoached as usual. Stupid penalties as usual. And we're just we're, we're, this this team is sickening to watch. And then we're on the one yard line, and we pull a Seattle with throwing it on the goal line. And worse off, we throw an interception. Garbage is garbage. This defense, stupid, stupid missed tackles. Another penalty. Like, I hope this suicide, that, that Raiders suicide outline is popping because this is sickening. Because the Chargers are not that good. We're making them look that good. But it is what it is. Uh, same old... Same old story with this team. One and four. You know, I this is this is hard to watch anymore. It really is. There's no there's there's no leadership at all on this team. There's nothing positive out of this team. Like there's no there's no direction positive direction with this team. It's there really isn't. But it is what it is. We're about to lose another game. Uh, like I said, way before the season started, I don't see the Raiders winning more than three or four games. Everybody had them at seven, eight, nine. No way. I'm sticking with no more than four wins. And that's that. Raider Nation. I'm out like the dodgeball. You know, Chris, you summed it all up, bro, because I said that and I'll still stand by it. It is painful to watch this team play. It's painful. It's uh it's pedestrian. The play calls are so, I mean, you can sit there in your chair and go, up, oh, it's a run, up, oh, it's a pass, up, oh, it's a run. And you can do this too. Oh, it's a short pass, another short pass. They'll do another short pass. Oh, they might try a long one. You can do that all day and guess what the Raiders are doing. We're not alone, bro. Uh, we're sucking. We're sucking bad. <laughs> we're the top bottom four of the entire league. That's all I need to say. I feel you, bro. And our next caller, my good brother, the Raider Nightmare. Love this guy. Passionate Raider fan. What you got for us, my brother? Yeah, this is the Raider Nightmare. And I just want to chime in on Derek's fucking car, homie. This guy, Mr. Mascara Man. I know why he throws a lot of interceptions this year. I know why. Because his mascara runs his eye and blinds his ass. This guy's got to go. I'm done with fucking Derek Carr. He ain't no franchise quarterback. Come on, get the fuck out of here. This guy's not consistent. He, he, his guy, you know what I mean? Get the fuck out of here already. I'm done with that guy. Bring somebody new. Agent McCarran. I don't know. Raider Nightmare, I'm pissed. You know what I mean? 
look at your dead car. They Well, I think there's a lot of fans, bro, that feel you with Derek Carr. I have to say I'm frustrated myself because eight interceptions is bad. The team is playing terrible. All sides. There's not a good side to the Raiders. Defense is horrid. The offense is not much better. Usually you, you can balance a little more if you have a good offense. I just think that Chucky needs to stop and go back to what worked in 2016. Look at that playbook. Look, weave some of that into what you're going doing right now. But right now, he's putting in a position not to win. And I can hardly believe that's what he wants. That or anybody on the team. Nobody wants to lose. Nobody. Um, but Derek Carr, I don't know. Maybe it's the offensive uh, offensive play calling. Who knows? And not last, and certainly not least, the Prez is in the house representing Memphis, Tennessee. What do you have for us, my brother? Because you are the voice of calm in a storm, usually. What's up? Way to Nation. Way to Greg. Way to Randy. As you already know, this is the Prez. Raider Nation of Memphis, Tennessee. Today I'm not going to run and rave. I'm just going to go ahead and state the obvious. You stink. There's a lot of work to be done. I am beginning to question the durability and the longevity of our quarterback. It's awful. It's not good. And as I said in my last podcast, I wouldn't have celebrated because we lucked out. Now, I wouldn't fool myself and just think that we were just going to go to the Super Bowl. And the season is still early, believe it or not. But, man, this doesn't look too good at all. For the life of me, I can't understand what is it that we have against the end zone. It's like when we get there, we can't produce. It's like getting a hot shake. You whine to her, you dine to her, you got it right where you want it. And you, you blow it. You blow it. You can't score. If you give it a man. As far as uh, the team, the young team, the play calling sucks. I don't know what is going on. I know that, you know, um, they want those high picks, so it's tanking. But I'm not going to go there. That's tanking that's been discussed, and, you know, I don't think we're tanking. I hope we're not. It sucks if we do. But expectations was way higher than this. Now, um, why are we not going wide out deep? You got a 6'5", wide receiver. Jordan Nelson's a position receiver. Cooper, he can break out. Throw the damn ball and burn those corners out. Make them balls work. Again, it's always the same thing. Dink and dunk. Run uh, beast mode, which they stuffed them all day. They was ready for him. And, and I said it before, and not to discredit beast mode because he's a, a phenomenal guy for 32 years of age. He still gets down with the best of them, though. But, man, you can't keep doing it all for the damn game. They, they, they're right there where you're going, man. 
So uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is just sit back and just take the season for what it is. I'm not going to have any more unrealistic expectations for the season anymore because it's just what it is. It's a process. It's a rebuilding. I see the look on Chucky's face. You know, I'm pretty sure he's like, what the hell did I get myself into? Now you got work to do, buddy. And I'm pretty sure he understood that. Perhaps, just perhaps, if he just ate a little crow and not got full of of himself and his ego, we probably would have so much problem because there's some key players that's gone. I saw that the buffoon, as you were saying, the punter is out of a job. But perhaps if he can eat some crow and apologize and come on back to the Raiders because he did work the magic and just lay off. Because sometimes at the end of the day, you got to humble yourself. And I'm not making any excuses for Carr. It just comes down to my man. You've been in this league long enough. You should know better. Why we didn't run that damn ball into the end zone to baseball is beneath me. Why do you keep throwing the ball in the end zone like that? Yeah, run it in. If you that hurt, bro, and if you that nimble, man up and step down. I know you won't do it, man. You cannot sit there and hold a damn ball that long. You're going to get yourself killed. I'm tired of it, man. I mean, like I said, I know I'm contradicting myself. But if you still hurt and you don't have the balls and the guts, especially to get us some yards, man, for first down. And I saw you scrambling a little bit, though, but you was right there, man. We was first and goal. Damn. But maybe make sure you get the idea where I'm coming from. And again, I want to say this wholeheartedly. Just sit back and just kind of like just take it for what it is because unless we strike lightning, I don't see it other than just a developmental rebuilding process and any way you understand the season because it is what it is. This is the prayers. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Well, you know, it was a perfect call to end on because that's how I feel. Uh, I'm past being pissed and I'm kind of past being mellow about it. And I'm just kind of watching now. I'm just going to have to watch and see what happens. You know what? There's a lot of drama behind the scenes. A lot of stuff going on outside the locker room. Reggie McKenzie and... The, the turmoil. There's turmoil. There's smoke. I'm telling you, you're hearing it already. There's smoke. Look at Gruden. Listen to him. Look at his face. He doesn't look happy. The office isn't happy. You know it's not going to be happy if he's not happy. Um, people are stressed out and freaked out. And uh, that's just no way to bring success. Uh, teams that have that don't do very well. And that's what we have. That's what losing will do for you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Well, let's just hope for a better game uh, there at Wembley Stadium. I can hardly wait to meet up with my brothers and sisters of the Raider Nation and uh, check it out. It'll be a lot of fun. Once again, it's just a game, and we're just hoping for the best. That's about all I can say. We'll make some observations, and hopefully they'll make some improvements And we'll get a couple more W's throughout this year. Hopefully at home, for crying out loud, of all places. I am Raider Greg, and I am out.